Did you think there was more to that? <laughs> I, 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 I want you to be thinking sheep this morning. Those sheep, they look so content. They look satisfied. Why wouldn't there be? They got plenty to eat. They got green pastures to lie in. Plenty to drink. They have a shepherd that they recognize his voice and he leads them and he loves them. They trust him. They know that he would lay down their lives, lay down his life for them. There's something in each of us that longs for greener pastures that longs for a place where there's there's more i i need us to understand this morning that to experience that longing is is an internal thing not an external thing i need you this morning to be totally honest with yourselves. I I need you to ask the Holy Spirit to rid your heart of that demonic spirit of denial. There's no one in this room, I, I, I just can't imagine, I don't believe for a second that there's anyone in this room who hasn't at one time in their life gone through this process. We, most of us do this on a regular basis. We go through this, this dreaming and this process and this thinking that if I could just get that, I, I would be happy. I would be content if I could get that promotion or that raise. If I could change my circumstances. It might be in my family. It might be in my work. It might be in my relationships. But if that external thing could change, then I I would be happier. Folks, you got to you got to agree with me this morning that that tends to be the way we think. Look back on your life because it's your life that is evidence of this. I, I, I can look back. I don't have to look back far at all. I can look back this past week. I could look back a month, a year. I could look back decades And there tends to be this pattern of me thinking that if I can change external things, then, then I would be content or satisfied or happy or then things would be the way that I want them to be. Your life is evidence of this. A lot of those things that you wished for and dreamed for and thought about, you attained. You experienced that kind of change in external circumstances. And if you're honest this morning, I believe you would have to testify that a change in external circumstances at some point, maybe a day later, maybe a week later, maybe a year later, it didn't satisfy. 
There are those who are here this morning and you're unhappy in your marriage. And you're absolutely convinced that if your spouse would change, then you would be happy. An external thing. I I, want to tell you this morning, that's not what will make you happy. That's not what will make you content. Well, if I could get that promotion, if I could get that transfer, if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could. Listen to me, folks, this morning, please. Changing external circumstances will not make you content, satisfied, or happy. It won't. Because the change that occurs, whether it's, it's the circumstance or whether it's gaining things materially, financially, The change that occurs is never, ever enough. We live our lives vicariously through the rich and famous that we see on TV. And and one of the things that we can learn from from looking at those is that it doesn't matter how much you have, you always want more. I confess to you that I, this past week, was watching one of those rag um, celebrity news shows. You know what I'm talking about? And they were talking about a couple and how much they have, and there was a rumor that they were going to get divorced, and in this divorce settlement, they were going to have to split up $100 million of, of assets and properties and all of that stuff, and they interviewed the couple, and, and they said, look, that's crazy. Those things don't tell the truth. We, we don't have $100 million. It's more like 50. And the woman said, but for $100 million, I would get divorced because obviously 50 doesn't satisfy. The reality is, It's never enough. I want you this morning in your heart to agree with me on that. I want you to say, you know what? You're right. I think it's been that way since the beginning of time. These people that we see Jesus talking to in the 10th chapter of John, they experienced that just like we do today. It's been that way forever because I think that's the way God made us. He made us to find contentment and satisfaction internally, not externally. It's the way we're wired. It's the way He created us. It's the way you're designed. I'm designed that way. We always want more. And if we could just get it, then, then, Jesus comes along and he says this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's John 10.10. The they that he is referring to there is sheep. He's talking about sheep. 
He's talking about who He is. What He provides. How He changes us. And this proclamation of Jesus causes division among the people who are there and hearing Him speak. You can see that in John chapter 10 and, and beginning in the, 20, in, in the 19th verse. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. This had happened over and over and over again. This is getting near the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. And the longer that He's ministering on earth, the more polarizing He becomes. The more that there's some who accept and there's some who reject and there's no middle ground. You either follow or you don't. He says, once again, a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he, he has a demon. He's, he's insane. Why listen to him? Now keep in mind, this is because he was proclaiming who he was. John 21, these things I've written to you that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that in believing you might have life. Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the, the same crowd that has gathered because Jesus has taken a man who's been blind from birth and given him sight. But this isn't about Jesus changing external things. It's about Him changing us on the inside. There's division. I wanna, want you to see what Jesus is saying and what is causing this division. I, I, I'm going to read verse 7 through 10. John 10, verse 7 through 10. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, get this, this is really, really important. I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. All who have come, all who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What divided these people, you got to get this, it's important. It's how change on the inside takes place. What divided these people was Jesus' claim about who he was. This text in John chapter 10 is about Jesus. I've always wanted to make it about greener pastures I've always wanted to make it about a full and meaningful life listen but if that the full and meaningful life it is if that's what's driving this then really all I'm doing is using Jesus to change my external circumstances if I make the passage about abundant life, then I make the passage about me. 
But this passage is about Jesus. That's important. When we, when we make Him the focus, our, our time of worship this morning was perfect for this passage of Scripture. It was all about exalting Him. It was all about Him on the throne. It's all about giving ourselves to Him. It's all about worshiping Him. It's all about praising Him. And when we make Him the focus, I think that there are some things that come. There are some things that change. But we, we must never allow that change of circumstances to be what drives our life. One reason why that is true is that because sometimes external things don't change even when Jesus becomes the focal point of life. But always internal things change. And true satisfaction, contentment, joy, peace, love, those things we hunger and thirst for, those are things we experience internally, not because of external circumstances. You've got to get this this morning. You've got to come to a place this morning in your life where you go, you know what, that's, that's true. Because unless you can come to a place where, you, where you, you face that, where you own that, where you believe that, you can never experience the internal change that Jesus wants to make in your life. You'll always be hungering and thirsting to change the circumstances and the external and other people. And it'll leave you empty. Here's what Jesus is teaching. The very, very first verse says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and robber. There's a way into the sheepfold. There's a way to be a sheep. It's saying here, church family, those of you who know Jesus, you are a sheep. If you go, I'm not a sheep. Well, I think that's probably pride. The Bible says in Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm a sheep. It says in Psalm 100, in verse 3, don't you know that the Lord, He is God, it is He who hath made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Jesus is having a conversation with John in, in the 21st chapter of this gospel, and he says, John, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Let me use you to bring nourishment and satisfaction and contentment and, and to quench thirst to, to my sheep. We are sheep. Now, when we come to a place where we're willing to acknowledge that, we say, okay, 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 I'm a sheep, then we need to understand why Jesus refers to us that way. And we look at the characteristics of sheep, and one of the first things we see that sheep are vulnerable. They get hurt very easily. Now, for us, it's not as much physically as it is emotionally. We get our feelings hurt. Hurt by what somebody says or what somebody doesn't say, or hurt by why, hurt by what somebody does. We we we're, we're we're vulnerable that way, and 
because we're vulnerable that way, then, then sheep stay in folds. That means a pen. They keep sheep in what, what's known as a fold, a, a pen. At night, the, the sheep go into a sheepfold. They, they don't stay out at night. They, they need a place that's safe and warm. Because a, a sheep is vulnerable, and because that's what we are, then we need a flock. We need a fold for security. But we need a flock so we'll have a place of acceptance. That's what the church is. Not a building. It's a place of acceptance. It's relationships. It's like-minded people. It's where we worship together. I could talk about this for days. The local church and the importance of the local church to our shepherd. The importance of the local church to Jesus and the importance He places on our lives today. It's important. Sheep are not supposed to be loners. Sheep are not loners. They need a place to be encouraged and strengthened. From my perspective, I, I see it happen so many times when there's a sheep, you or me, and we go through this difficult time. Maybe it's a busy time, a challenging time. Maybe it's a time of hurt. Maybe it's a time of a, a difficult decision that needs to be made. And, and, and I see sheep become loners during that time. They leave the flock. They quit coming to church. They quit going to life group. They quit going to men's ministry. They quit going to Bible study. They're planning to come back, but I just need to get through this difficult time or this tough decision, or I need to get my home the way it's supposed to be, and then I'll come back. During the time they need the flock the most, they take a sabbatical. That's not the way you're designed. That's not the way you're made. It's not the way you're wired. You're a sheep. Sheep aren't loners. Sheep need a flock. Avalon Church, listen, I, I want to say something to you. The reality is that sometimes people tend to do that. They take a sabbatical from the flock because when they're going through a difficult time, we're not there for them. And maybe we even look down our nose at them and maybe we even talk about them. That's not the way God designed it. Don't do that. Be available to encourage and comfort and pray to help. That's what we do. Sheep are vulnerable. They get hurt easily. They need a fold for safety. They need a flock for encouragement. Another thing about sheep that we need to realize is that they're easily influenced. Sheep are easily influenced. They're followers. Had lunch this past week with Ward Hodges. He was telling me about a time we were talking about sheep. I know you're thinking, get a life, Dale, get a life. He was telling me about a time that he was in Israel and he was out in the fields and he was observing a flock of sheep. 
When it came time to move the flock from one pasture to another, the, the shepherd led the way, and, and at this time, the, the sheep were in a single file line. They were following one right after the other. And the path that the shepherd happened to be leading them on, there was a, 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 a log, a tree trunk that happened to be in the path. And the sheep, when they would come to it, they would jump over it. And then they would jump over it, each one, one right after the other, until one of those shepherds that was tending this flock got to this log and they jerked it out of the way. But the sheep continued to jump when they got to that spot because that's what they do. They're easily influenced, and they're followers. We are like that. We think that we're trendsetters. We think we make our own way, that we make our decisions. We think that we cannot be influenced, but the reality is, is we're sheep and we're easily influenced. In a flock, there's a few sheep they start heading off in the wrong direction the other sheep look over and they start heading in that direction too we do the same thing the vast majority of you this morning you're wearing what you're wearing because everybody else is wearing it we're we're easily influenced that way we kind of go along with the crowd it's why we need a shepherd because we're sheep we're vulnerable. We're easily influenced. Jesus says in John chapter 10, you're sheep and I'm the shepherd. You're sheep and I'm the shepherd. And John 10 talks about the shepherd, how the shepherd meets the needs of the sheep and how he's able to lead us into greener pastures. It tells us about how he accomplishes this in our life. As we look at, at what the shepherd does for the sheep, keep in mind, remind yourself over and over and over again, it's about the shepherd. That when Jesus is speaking to this crowd of people and as the Holy Spirit speaks to us this morning through the word of the shepherd, that the subject, that what's important is about the shepherd. It's about Jesus. He says, verse 2, John chapter 2, John 10 John chapter 10 and verse 2. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. Not this shepherd's sheep. They will flee from him, the stranger, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Just a, just a, a couple of things here real quick, because this is important. He's the shepherd, we're the sheep. The shepherd calls his sheep. He calls them by name. He has a relationship with them. He knows them. And listen, the shepherd's voice is clear. You hear his voice and you recognize his voice. The sheep know me and they recognize my voice. Jesus says this. I, I, I think some of you are hearing his voice right now. 
He speaks to us through His Word. And His voice is clear. Sometimes He calls my name and speaks to me when I need His comfort. And sometimes He calls my name and He speaks to me when I need His correction. Because He loves me. He's the shepherd. Sometimes it's easy to crawl up into His lap and other times it's a little more difficult. That's when I have to remember and I have to remind myself that I'm a sheep and, and He's the shepherd and He wants to protect me and He wants to take care of me. He, he calls me His sheep and His voice is clear. He calls the sheep and His voice is clear. What you're hearing this morning is the voice of the shepherd. That passage of Scripture also tells us that He, he leads the sheep. He calls the sheep, his voice is clear. He, he leads the sheep, and his direction is clear. He, he has no desire to make his direction for your life a mystery, a riddle. He has no desire to keep that a secret. We follow him, and he shows us his direction because he leads us. That means He's out in front of us. He's setting the pace. He's showing the way. He doesn't drive us like cowpokes drive cattle. He's not behind us with a whip. He's out in front. And if He leads us, and there's trouble in the path, then He gets there first. That's what a good shepherd does. Sometimes he'll warn me about trouble in the path and he'll lead me around the trouble and sometimes he invites me to walk with him through the trouble. And you can relate to that. You can understand that. It's the shepherd who leads who is there. I think verse 5 is important. Verse 5 is what we just read. It's, it, it's, it's where it says, a stranger they will not follow. They will flee from him. When he's the shepherd and we're the sheep and we're following him, we don't follow strangers. Uh, I know that we have this tendency to get our direction from someone at the office or from a horoscope or from someone on TV. But in this relationship and what Jesus wants us to see this morning is that He is the shepherd and He leads the sheep and His direction is clear. He's sharing this with them, and it says in verse 6 that they didn't get it. Do you remember why they didn't get it? Last week we talked about spiritual sight. This is a, a continuation of that teaching from John chapter 9. There's no question about that. He's sharing truth with them. He's sharing life-changing truth with them, and they don't get it. So he continues to teach about who he is. He continues to teach about 
how He shepherds us. He tells them about how He leads into greener pastures, verses 7-13. through 13. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in, in verse 9. Verse 9. Jesus says this, I'm the door. If anyone enters by Me, he will be saved. We'll go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they, who's they? The sheep. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Three things in those two verses. When you follow the shepherd, number one, you experience salvation. You're saved. He says, they follow me and they're saved. They're saved from the penalty of sin. They're saved to have with the one who created them they're saved to spend an eternity with them not only are you saved he says in these two verses that you have security they they're able to come in and and they're able to go out where there is security there is freedom please listen and understand this folks because this is an area where we so desire greater understanding and greater contentment and this is an area where we can find joy and can be freed from some of the bondage that, we, that, 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 that we're in. Where there is security, there's freedom. When we know who holds us, when we know who calls us, when we know who leads us, we have a freedom to come in and, and go out. We have a freedom to enjoy. We have a freedom to serve. We have a freedom to walk through difficult times. Because where there is security, there is freedom. And then He promises contentment and nourishment. After all, He's the bread of life. Our shepherd is the bread of life. He's the living water. He offers and provides for His sheep. Listen, He offers and provides for His sheep real love. Real joy. Real peace. Real satisfaction. That's the Good Shepherd. Verse 11 says, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Listen, he calls us, his voice is clear. He leads us, his direction is clear. He lays down his life for us. His love is clear. All of a sudden, being a sheep don't sound so bad. So here's where we're at. Here's what Jesus says. You can follow the one who promises to change your external circumstances thinking that you will be content and happy and you'll find love and peace and joy. But what I'm telling you, Jesus says, is they're liars. And they're robbers. And they're thieves. And ultimately, they will take your life. I am the good shepherd. I will lead you into paths of greener pastures. It's a change that takes place not externally because that doesn't work. It's a change that takes place internally. And in my relationship with the shepherd, I begin to experience contentment and satisfaction and joy and real love and real peace and real and, and, and satisfaction. Content. 
regardless of the circumstances. Because the key to it is inward. Not external. Is that familiar? Have we been talking for seven months now about the difference in the physical and the spiritual? The temporal and the eternal? The inward and the outward? Jesus continues to teach us. If you really want to enjoy greener pastures, listen to the shepherd. His voice is clear. We listen to him by spending time in his word. By singing the kind of songs that we sang this morning. Do you hear his voice in those? Sometimes we need to stop talking and listen. He speaks. Listen to the shepherd. Follow the shepherd. Here's the reality. This is a reality of sheep. You will follow someone. Don't be in denial about this. You will follow someone. It's the way you're designed. Follow the one who loves you the most. Follow the one who's infinite in knowledge. He will not lead you where you should not go. The smartest man that ever lived, the wisest man, I should say, that ever lived, Solomon, said this, He will make your path straight. Trust the shepherd. This is a theme too. Faith, belief, trust. Be obedient. Go where he leads. Even when it's scary. Even when we don't always fully understand. I'm trying to get you to experience greener pastures where it really is greener on the other side. Listen to the shepherd. Follow the shepherd. Trust the shepherd. One other thing about this shepherd-sheep relationship, and then I'm going to close. It's found in the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Jesus again is talking about this relationship of the shepherd and the sheep. And here's what he says. I want you to read this. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations. And He will separate people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come. You who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Because it's about Him. 
And even though I might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid, for He is with me. His rod and His staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Those who would seek to hurt me. He anoints my head with oil. That's the Spirit. And my cup runs over. That's greener pastures. And absolutely, without question, surely, goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. I invite you to stand. Jesus, we need You. We need to see this truth. Open our eyes so that we might see spiritually. We began, Lord, this time of Bible study by saying we have been brought to a place of decision. I believe that You have given us the options with clarity. Your Spirit speaks. Give us strength. Give us wisdom. Give us boldness to make the decision that pleases You the most. Teach us, Lord, through Your Word to follow You, the Good Shepherd. In Jesus' name.